Hello and welcome back to another episode of Horror Hut, the show about my love of horror. I'm your host, Cordell, and I finally got a couple more movies to talk about, so let's get started. First, I want to talk about a movie called What Keeps You Alive. It's directed by Colin Minahan. I think I'm saying that right. Uh, it was released in 2018. It's 99 minutes, um, hour and 30 minutes. And it has a 66% on Rotten Tomatoes, but I think it deserves a higher rating. Um, it stars Hannah Anderson, Brittany Allen, Martha McClasic. I think I'm saying that right. <laughs> I'm not sure. Uh, Joey Klein and Charlotte Lindsay Marin, and the plot reads as follows. Jackie and Jules, aka Julie, are a couple celebrating their first anniversary at a secluded cabin in the woods belonging to Jackie's family. From the moment they arrive, something changes in Jackie, and she begins to reveal a previously unknown dark side, all building up to a shocking revelation that will pit Jules against the woman she loves in a terrifying fight to survive. Um, so that's the plot. I found this movie on Netflix, and I really need to dig around to you know on Netflix to find more movies because I've, there are definitely some that I've found there that are really good. Um, I just need the patience to do so. But moving along, I thought it was really good. Um, like I just said, um, the plot. You know, they go on this vacation together, and everything is supposed to be unicorns and rainbows and sunflowers you know everything is supposed to be real nice but you can tell something's wrong um with jackie when she disappears and she's just out staring at the water and julie's calling her name over and over and over and she doesn't answer and she seems like she's in a trance and then she snaps out of it and is like, oh, hey, uh, sorry about that. And then she sings this weird song on her guitar that alarms Julie. Um, and then a car pulls up and it's, it's, it's a neighbor. And this is in the middle of the woods. This is straight up a cabin in the woods. And so the neighbors aren't close. Um, but it was a childhood friend of Jackie's who she wasn't expecting to see right then and there, and Julie had no idea who she was. Well, this friend who came to visit to make sure that everything was okay with the house because it was her responsibility to keep an eye on that house for her parents, um, for Jackie's parents, um, she's, she's got some secrets. She's got some things that she wants to warn Julie about. And when she does, things just... The, you know, shit hits the fan. And I'm just going to leave it there. I try to do cliffhangers whenever I do these reviews because I want you, the listener, to hear me talk about it. And I want to get you interested enough to actually look it up and see it. I definitely wouldn't have given this a 66%. More like an 85. It's that good. And I, I loved the ending. I mean, it kept you on the edge of your seat, which is something I look for. Something else that I look for is the creep factor. And, and you know, this isn't so much as creepy uh, as it is, like it said in the plot, a cat and mouse uh, thing, you know, a survival type of horror film. It's very different from other horror films that I've seen. So yeah, I, I would definitely give this 
a B. I thought it was good. Um, I don't see how it could have been any better. And I don't see how it could have been any worse. I think a B is a good grade for this movie. So yes, what keeps you alive? It's well in my book. I don't care what Rotten Tomato says. <laughs> Moving on. Next, we have um, a movie that I found on YouTube called The House on Pine Street. It's directed by Austin and Aaron Keeling. They're twin brothers, and I believe they're from Maryland, which is where I'm from. Uh, it was released in 2015. It's 111 minutes or an hour and 51 minutes. It stars Emily Goss, Taylor Bottles, Kathy Barnett, Jim Korink, or Korinke, K-O-R-I-N-K-E. I'm not sure how to say that. Natalie Pellegrini, and Tisha Schwartz and Twistle. There we go. <laughs> These are some tongue-tied names here. But um, the plot reads as follows. A woman coping with an unwanted pregnancy moves into a haunted house. Now, it's very simple. It doesn't sound all that interesting. However, I was bored. And I was looking for something good to watch, and I didn't find anything on Netflix. I got tired of searching. And um, I'm sure that now there's some, you know, other, they've, there's some other movies on Netflix. Because I saw these movies a couple of months ago. But like I said in a previous episode, it takes a minute for me to find good movies. Um, ones that will actually keep my interest. Um, but uh, it was, uh, it was pretty good. I, I describe this as if the movie Rosemary's Baby had a baby with the Babadook. <laughs> so, um, because we know in, in Rosemary's Baby, cult classic, um, there's something wrong with her baby. And it, She's not so sure about it for a minute, and the people who live around her in that apartment complex and just in that area are weird. So there's that element that is very relatable to, or very similar, I should say, to The House on Pine Street. And what reminds me of The Babadook is that, okay, she's she's got this unwanted pregnancy, right? But she's going to keep the baby. But there's something wrong. There's something in the house. She's the only one who's suffering from it. She's the only one who can see it. Um, and it's making her more and more miserable as time goes on. And it's very similar to the Babadook. Her pregnancy was difficult. It was traumatic for her because she was in a car accident that killed her husband, and she almost lost her child, who then grows up to be a very problematic child, very, just, very behavioral, behaviorally stunted child. And um, she can't stand it. And her depression manifests into the Babadook. And this is very similar in the house on Pine, Pine Street, excuse me. Her, her angst manifests itself into this entity that's in her house. And the reason she feels it all and sees it all is because it's her angst. It belongs to her. Um, 
In the Babadook, of course, the son, he would catch the wrath of his mother. So he was able to, to see it and understand it himself and was trying to get her to see it. But it definitely put me in mind of a, a cross between Rosemary's Baby and the Babadook. That's all I'm going to say about that, but I thought it was good and I give this a B as well. Moving on. Okay, so I avoided talking about this movie for over a year, but here we go. <laughs> the Gallows Act 2. Now, uh, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll let you have your opinion if you haven't seen it already. Um, but I'm just going to go ahead with the, you know, what, what it's about real quick and then get into it. Uh, it's directed by Travis Clough and Chris Loafing. It was released in 2019. Um, it stars Emma Horvath, Brittany Fallardow, Chris Milligan, and the plot, and excuse the dirt bikes in the background. I, there's nothing I can do about that. So if you hear it, I'm sorry. Uh, the, I, kids around this neighborhood like to ride their dirt bikes as soon as the weather breaks just a little bit. And today it seems to be, I guess, in the high 40s. I don't know. Warm enough for them to make a whole bunch of noise. But moving on, the plot reads as follows. An acting student encounters a malevolent spirit after participating in a viral challenge. Now... It got a two out of five, and that's from Common Sense Media. That's their rating. IMDB gave it a 4.3 out of 10, which I think is high, but it's still bad. And it has a 0% on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I would have given it, too, because it's a trash movie. It is trash. I'm not sure. I'm not sure why I thought it would be okay, since the first one wasn't all that bad. I actually have it on DVD, and I thought it was all right. You know, it wasn't anything spectacular, but it, eh, it was okay. So I gave this one a chance when I saw it. You know, hell, but I didn't even think they needed a sequel, but I'm guessing that had something to do with the first one pulling decent numbers. You know, the studio said, fuck it, let's make a sequel. And it, <laughs> but it, it was cringeworthy. First of all, I hated the way that it was shot. It starts off in the style of found footage, and even when they transitioned into standard camera work, it, it seemed like they couldn't make up their minds, you know, how they wanted to shoot it, and it was just really annoying to see their attempt at that. Um, it, it just took a lot away from it, you know. Um, <laughs> just make up your mind. I mean, it's too late now, but there was that. The second thing was the acting. The acting was terrible. Although, I do have to give the lead actress a little bit of credit because I could tell that she was trying. She really was. But, uh, nah. <laughs> uh, and her love interest did not pass as a high schooler at all. I mean, that and that little love connection that they had was the most unrealistic shit I'd ever seen in my life. N nothing... I mean, even in a, ro a romantic comedy, that those love connections are more realistic, and it's supposed to be a comedy. It's supposed to be 
unrealistic in a funny way. I don't know. This was just bad. I don't know. I don't even know how to put it into words. It was just really bad. And then to top it all off, the ending, it didn't make any sense. And it did absolutely nothing for the plot, which is supposed to be about a haunted play, but it turned out to be a cult about Charlie, the kid who was accidentally hung in the 90s that they cover in the first film. And apparently there's a, a cult behind all of that now. And she was duped by everyone she came in contact with to commit suicide as a sacrifice to Charlie. And I was like, what? Like, I had so many questions after that happened. And, and then to add on to it, everyone there is an accessory to murder. I mean, they filmed the whole entire thing and they likely posted it to go viral. Cause I mean, it starts out with the lead actress. I don't, I, I forgot her name in the movie, but it starts out with her losing YouTube followers. And she's kind of freaking out about that. And then she comes across this play and suddenly she's, you know, doing great and, and all this other stuff starts to happen and she gains more followers and stuff like that. But it just doesn't make any sense. As you can hear from my rambling, it makes zero sense. <laughs> um, you know, it was shelved for two years before even being greenlit. And to me, that means that it should have remained shelved or, or held, scrapped completely. Just, just don't even, don't even green light it. Just throw it away. Throw the whole thing away. <laughs> That's what I think. You know, I know there's a lot of bad movies out there and there are some that are so bad that they're good and end up being a cult classic. However, this does not fall into that category at all. So I give this one an F. F for sure. Next on my list is the movie Swallow. It's directed by Carlo Maribella Davis, his debut. It was released in March of last year here in the U.S. Um, it stars Haley Bennett, Austin Stowell, or Stowell, I think it's Stowell though, Elizabeth Marvel, David Rash, and Dennis O'Hare, and the plot reads, a woman who's emotionally stifled in her marriage and domestic life develops an impulse to consume inedible objects, which is known as pica. Pretty simple plot, um, but I love it. Haley Bennett did an amazing job, um, you know, playing the part of just this pregnant woman who's not happy in her marriage, not happy with her home life, just not happy at all. And this happens, people develop disorders and, and things, you know, addictions, things of that nature when they are broken in some way. You see it all the time on shows like Hoarders or My Strange Addiction or Freaky Eaters. There was some sort of traumatic event that took place in their lives to cause them to do what they're doing. You see it on, you know, intervention as well. Um, so, I mean, that's, that's what happens throughout the movie. She's just not happy. And she, uh, at one point picks up a thumbtack. No. Yeah. 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 I think it's a thumbtack 
and she's staring at it and she's just you can see that she's wondering what it would taste like and she eats it and it's like oh yeah it's not good for you nor is it good for the baby and so there's a huge rift between her and her husband when he finds out and his parents come over and get themselves involved and it's 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 a good movie i think it's a very good movie it was critically acclaimed um but one of the negative opinions came from um, Globe and Mail's critic, his name is Barry Hertz, and he said that it's a disorder that the film treats as fit for gawking and disgust, not anything close to understanding or empathy. And that's that, that was his quote from that article that I found. It was the only negative review that I could really find, but I, you know, I totally disagree with that. The whole point of this movie is it's a psychological thriller. It is not a drama. It's not a documentary or documentary style film. You know, the whole point of horror, including all of its subgenres, is to highlight unconscious fears, desires, urges, and, you know, primeval archetypes that are buried deep in our collective subconscious. That's really what it is. Um, you know, that was a quote from an article titled, actually, yeah, that was a quote um, that I can remember. It's from an article. It's called The Aesthetics and Psychology Behind Horror Films. I had it written down. I had to look for it. Um, it's a PDF file. It's 63 pages, but it's a really good read. And I think that you should look it up. Just Google the aesthetics and psychology behind horror films, and it's it won't take up too much space on whatever device you have. Trust me, I have it. My phone is at 90-some percent, but I can still download a whole bunch of stuff if I need to, if I want to, if I have to, whatever. But it's a really good read. I think you should read it, and I give this movie an A. I thought it was good. Last but not least, we have Unsane. It's directed by Steven Soderbergh. Yes, Steven Soderbergh. It was released in 2018. It stars Claire Foy, Joshua Leonard, Jay Farrow, Juno Temple, Amy Mullins, and Amy Irving. I love Amy Irving. Um, and the plot is about, it, it reads, a woman is confined to a mental institution after she's pursued by a stalker. Fun fact, though, the entire film was shot entirely on the iPhone 7 Plus, which I think is pretty neat, even though I'm not a fan of anything Apple, really. <laughs> um, I've always been an Android user, and that'll never change. But anyway, really good movie. It really, you really start to question your own sanity for a second. Like, am I going crazy? You know, because I, I don't think anybody's following her. But she keeps seeing this man. And in, in, in the hospital, wherever she goes, wherever, you know, and at one point she ends up in solitary confinement because she just kind of loses her shit. And the patients around her are like, girl, <laughs> like, is you is you OK? Like, what, what's going on? Why? Why exactly are you here? And she's like, you know, just like in any other um, psychological horror film she's claiming that she's not crazy and there's always that one other patient who was on your side who's just as coherent and well-spoken and 
as normal seem seeming as the person who's there and um so it's got those those classic elements but there is a little bit of a twist and that has to do with her being in solitary confinement and i'm gonna leave it there because i would like for you to see it if you haven't seen it already i give unsane hmm i give it an a i thought it was good Thanks again for listening to this episode of Horror Hut. My email address for the podcast is horrorhutpodcast at gmail.com. That's H-O-R-R-O-R-H-U-T-P-O-D-C-A-S-T at gmail.com for any recommendations or discussions you might want to have. And there's also a Facebook page created for this show that I'm still tweaking. Um, I'm 100% in control of two whole shows, this one and Baker's Banter. So thank you for bearing with me so far. I will get there, I promise. Until then. <laughs>